I do. Now, I like that you might not know how. That's where the collaboration comes in because it may be something that somebody else knows how to do that you don't know how to do. But once you get together and do it, and I want to say properly, we're on Spotify and a lot of podcast streaming things because you came in here and within 30 minutes you put me on something that I, you know, been waiting to do for a while, but you just like, no, let's handle this, Miss Jerry. Let's get this done. And so you can have the vision, but then God sends other people who comes along to yeah. say, hey, I know how to do this, and I know how to do that. And you say, well, I can do this for you, and you can do that for me. That's powerful collaborations. What about you, uh, Onyx? What do you find? Have you ever thought it was your time, and all of a sudden you got a big pause? Truthfully, mm -hmm. I always get a big pause. And now is the time. I think it's very important for us all to be transparent. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody sees the smiles on social media, mm -hmm. the glitz and the glamour. Hey, guys. And I just want to say hello to my brown sugar. She's on here. And CC Journeys. One is Journeys. I love, I love you so much. But listen, Hollywood. and Amy. That's my sister. <laughs> and Cam Hill. He's watching. Hello, guys. All right. But listen. <laughs> I called you Hollywood. I'm like, girl, come on. <laughs> but I, listen, I think it's very important. I've had several pauses, and we all have. That's why it's that's why it's so important that we have to get with individuals that has that energy, um, that feel, mm -hmm. and we have to continue to encourage each other when we are feeling at our lowest and we just can't do it for some reason. We need somebody in our ear and say, you know what? Yes, you can. You know what? I cheer you on. Yeah. Pause for a minute. Yeah. But don't pause forever. Because there is a blessing in this. Yeah. It's definitely a blessing. So, my, yeah. it just takes, like, great people to come together, you know? And as far as collaboration, I think that we're missing the point. As far as collaboration is concerned, it's the meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. And it's like everybody wants to be the everybody wants to be the chief mm -hmm. and there are not mm -hmm. enough Indians. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind being an Indian. What's wrong with being being an Indian? Like, what's wrong with that? JP, if you ask me to like, you know what, Onyx, okay, so I'm doing whatever mm -hmm. and I have a spot on the window. No problem. Okay, so I'll go wash the window. What's mm -hmm. wrong with that? Everybody is too busy trying to yeah. worry about status and what they look like. Mm. And that's why we're missing it. Yeah. That's why a lot, a lot of times it's taking us longer to get ahead. But if we work together, not trying to focus on status, mm. rank, or whatever. Mm -hmm. If we can come together, do you know how much more we can get ahead of things? That's good. When you said about going to the window, now I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't want to come clean the window. If you say, JP, go over there and clean the window. I'd be like, nah, I ain't going to clean that window. But I tell you what, if you need me to do this, that, or third. Because I've had people who said, I want to clean the window, I want to pack your bags. And that's not really what they want to do. So I think that real collaboration comes in when you really have a true sense of who you're collaborating with. And the purpose and what they're called for. Just like the music. When I want to hear some good music or get some singers, I'm going to call Onyx. She knows somebody that knows how to sing, whatever, whatever. If I got a contract that I need to look over, I'm going to call uh, Dominique because she's an attorney. I think those type of collaborations are beneficial to both parties because I think many people are hooking up with people just as you just said for the status purpose of it and nothing is still getting done. But when you have right partnerships, you'll start seeing things happen. I want to ask that, though, because sometimes 
you should be the indie, right? Sometimes you should be the supporter. You had somebody who was, what was his name, Jason Wimbry, somebody who came on and he said that there's always somebody in the game, someone in the audience, and someone who's participating. And there can be certain instances where you are the person in charge, mm-hmm. but you gotta know how to be someone else's support. Yeah. So maybe I don't like cleaning windows, but if I want support from other people, do I put that out? I don't have to always be in front. It's not. That's how you even learn how to do the thing you want more when you know how to help other people. And I get that when you say that. This is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to come tell you I'm going to clean your windows. Okay? <laughs> now, as a friend, I'll go ahead and do it if I see that you need that done. But I'm not going to offer window cleaning to you. But that may and not that be your thing. And that may, may not, not be, be my thing. thing. So when you said that, because I thought about something. When we went to the boat, when we had to go to the yacht, and I teased a friend of mine, and I'm not going to say her name out loud. I said, she was good for about 30 minutes worth of work, and then she disappears. And then I said, but I know that that's really, she did a lot to do what she did. There are certain people that you know going to pick up the broom and pick up this. And, and there are other people you have in your life that are not going to do it, but that doesn't mean they're not your friend. Yeah. That's just not what they're going to do, and they're going to be more a headache to you than anything. So I think it's about putting people in their proper places. But, again, I go with what Dominique said. If it's a friend of mine and I see you need help, then I have to clean that window. But am I going to offer to clean that window? Probably not going to do it. Okay. But I like that. And it's okay? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, JP, you have some fans on my page. Okay, okay good. So I probably would. And if look Dominique here, y'all. Was up, this is on her. my page. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan Davis said hello. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> hey, and fam. I want to say hello to Sharika Hunt. Campanil. Hey. I love you guys. Nolan Davis. Nicole Gladney and Judy Trevelyan. Judge Judy. She worked with me. So I love you guys. Yeah, you got a kind of, you got a fan base. Judge Judy. Is that the young lady that was here? No. no, that's not her. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. No, I do want to give a shout out to Catherine Thomas, who is running for judge. 18th, 184th uh, Criminal District Court. Do you know her? I do not. But you should know everybody out there. You, you, you're in the politics and all that. You're moving around. But I thank you. Good morning to each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in. But this is what we're going to do. And going into 2022, can we say we through with fake associations? Can you say that? Or you, you don't know? I think that you, I, I don't know. I think that <laughs> what I do know is that I'm much more willing to let people go when it's time. Oh, I'm, I'm a licensed Jew. You better say on, that again. Come on, say that again. Come Explain. On, well, you don't, you know, sometimes you think that you're in right partnership and you try your best. And then sometimes it just doesn't always work. Or maybe the season just changes a little bit. Maybe you've served each other in some seasons. And you're just not always around for the other. So I am willing to let people leave when it's time. And leave space for them to come back if they're supposed to. Now, I'm with you on that because I was like, I'm not, you know, the youngest child. And I've always been selfish in a way. And I will hold on to stuff and it'd be broken. I still don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. Back when I was younger, and I would say, it's mine. It's mine. Don't give it away. It's mine. And now, and I even took that into the adulthood, that I will hold on to folks yeah. and hold on to folks. But I'm not like that any longer. But I was shocked that you said it because you're still, you know, a little chicken, a little bird. But you're a little younger. But to get to that place, that's a healthy place that you're no longer. If people want to walk out, let them because your life will be miserable trying to keep somebody that doesn't want to be kept. That's hard, though. So that's, yeah, it's hard. But, but when the older you get, I really believe it becomes easier. That's why I'm shocked you said that. What about you, Onyx? You yeah, to- but like Dominique said, like, I admire her because looking at her, she looks like she's about 20-something. In her early 20s, 
but she is an attorney and when I first met Dominique, when I say that this is a woman, I'm not going to say child, a young woman with full of wisdom. And so I know we say sometimes age has something to do with it. As we get older, yes, we do get wiser. But it also depends on your upbringing and what you associate with, what you associate yourself with. And also, Sharika Hunt said, hello, JP. <laughs> hey, okay, she's now on my Facebook saying, hello, JP. Okay. <laughs> hello, we <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and Cam Hill, he didn't jump over. He oh, got he tired a bit on that. Yeah, they, 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 they Facebook copied. But so you say, it, because just because we get older, don't mean we get wiser. Because I know some old fools. So I was shocked that she said, I call a little girl or whatever, but she knows that's a term of endearment. But when I know I need some lawn, I was hate going on, woman. Uh, okay, when I need an attorney, I, need, I don't need that child. But you know what? It's the deal is that just because we do get older doesn't, because I'm just now getting this revelation not to be bothered with stuff that wouldn't be bothered with you. But you know what that comes from? What's that? When we continue to learn about ourselves, mm -hmm. we start realizing like, Okay, hey, this is not right. Yeah. This doesn't look right. And that's why it's so important that we continue to learn about ourselves. Even, I'm going to tell you something. We can spend years on trying to learn about, about ourselves, but it's so much to learn. It is. We, we may not even learn everything, but the most important thing is to be the greatest of you, the best thing to spend time with you. Mm. And the thing that I've taken from my wonderful sister, Danica Carruthers, is she has a um, acronym. I can't say it on live, but it's S-H-I-T. And what that mm. is, is shame, <laughs> shame, hurt, insecurity, and triggers. Do you guys know that that is so important that we have to learn those things? And the mission for me is to teach my children. I have children like all over the world, you guys. But it's so important that we learn those things. We have to learn those things about ourselves so that we will be able to know how to control and how, con how to continue to help others. So, I mean, like... Go back over that acronym. Okay, the first it's one was shame. Shame, hurt, insecurity, and triggers. And I started to sh wear my... Yes. Okay. I started to wear my sweatshirt, but I didn't want to do that. Because, no, that's disrespectful. Right. But you know what, though? Because it happens, right? Right. And that's what you're basically saying. But when you say the shame, let's talk about that. Break that down, the shame. First of all, we have a lot of things that have stemmed from our childhood. Mm-hmm that we don't realize. Sometimes we lash out at, at individuals and we don't know why we're lashing out. Mm. So we actually have to take it back to our childhood, our upbringing. And it's a lot of things that I'm still learning. Again, my birthday is Saturday, guys! <laughs> and I'll be 52. But I'm still learning. And so my role in my family is JP, man, when I say she's awesome, I don't mean to jump all over the place, but she texted me one day and she nailed it. My responsibility, everybody has an assignment. Mm. Everybody has several assignments. We're on this earth to help each other. Mm -hmm. But my job, as far as I'm concerned, is to heal our 
bloodline. So I spent a lot of times with uh, my children, the ones that I didn't give birth to or what have you, because it's important that everybody knows what triggers them, what have they been shamed from, okay? What have they been hurt from? Because hurt people hurt others. A lot of times when we lash out, it's not even about us. It's about yeah. that individual. So what I'm teaching is that you actually have to understand that, you know what, this is not about me. That was not directed towards me. We have to learn how to listen to someone's soul and spirit. Mm. A lot of times we say things out of our mouth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's directed towards you. And it's so important that we learn about ourselves so that we can learn and know of the other party. It's so important. A relationship is not one-sided. It's definitely two-sided. You know, when you say that, I think about, and I said this about this uh, Facebook memory that came up that you shared. And I was with you and some of the singers, Gloria, yourself, and Sylvia. And I was smiling, but I remembered yesterday when I was doing um, Laura Rutledge's show, it came up while I was getting ready for her show. And I almost cried. She said, what's wrong? And I said, oh, this Facebook memory just came up. And then I had a tear in my eye. I said, I was going through so much. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm just up here smiling with them. And she said, but I see it in your eyes. And I said, you know, thank you for noticing that. Because people will see you laughing, joking, and smiling, and they don't know what's behind that smile. They don't even know the pressure that was, because at that time I was taking care of my mom and it was hit and miss. Is she going to make it? Is she not going to make it? Speaking the word of God. But still having to stay functional and still having to work here, still trying to get something together, get you singers over here. I'm working on a radio soap opera. We're trying to get all this done. And then still wanting to cry, feeling like I wanted to cry. So a lot of times you don't, and I thank God for your patience, because I even came back and told you, I said, listen, if I was extra rude to you, because I'm just rude by nature, but if I was extra yes. rude to you at that time, Please charge it to the head and not to the heart. I was under so much pressure that any little thing I was about to crack. But I kept coming here because I think if I would have stopped, I would have stopped completely. So, again, you were very patient because we have to give people grace because you don't know where that person is. And it's never really about that person when they lash out. So you just said that. Yeah, JP. Um, and I have Angela Holmes. Hello, honey. Hello, and Gwendolyn. Hello, my sister. Girl, you still in radio. Real quick. Okay, I'm going to <laughs> But listen, let me say this. What JP said is so true. What I have learned is when I say patience, and I'm still a work in progress. I'm going to tell you all something. Yes, I am love, and I have positive energy, but I do have triggers also. So I don't want you guys to think that, oh, Onyx is so sweet. I am sweet, but there are things that I'm still working on. And for JP, when I say I love JP, and I have compassion, I have compassion for individuals that deal with pain, whether it's physical pain. Why? Because I was a child, I was a product of pain at the age of 10. I've been dealing with pain. So I understand. I understand. You know, it's very, very important. JP did go through a lot. And so when she would say kind of like not so good things, kind of like she had tobacco cool shot out. Okay, <laughs> I, would, listen, I would ignore that. I would ignore that. But I, because listen, 
I saw her heart. Yeah. And I saw the goodness. Like, JP is so freaking good. She is so amazing. And so that's why it's so important that we continue to learn to work in the spiritual realm. When we when we kind of stick up, when we kind of get in front of ourselves, we mess things up every time. Yeah. We every do. time. You know? And let me say this about you, and then I want to get to Dominique because you say you're not goody goody. You don't don't people think that you don't have your moments. And I jokingly say to you sometimes you're crazy showing. And we can talk like that, okay? And that means okay, you're very passionate, okay? And that's not crazy. That's just that you're passionate. Yeah. People look at Facebook, they look at Instagram, and as you said, nine times out of ten, we're not posting the horrible things that we go through. It's all about production. And I'll say that in a minute. Listen, I'm posting the best picture of me. If I'm playing golf, you're only going to get the picture, the video of me getting it in the hole. Everything else, you haven't got those takes. And that's just human nature. But we still have to believe outside of social media, outside of everything else, People are still going through some real things. And you have to get around people who can see that you're going through something or even pull your coat. Hey, that's your one. And then we'll laugh about it and keep it moving because that's love. And not everybody cares enough about other people. When she says Jerry is loving and kind, well, of course, that makes me more loving and kind when I might be like, girl, huh? Okay, I'm loving and kind. Because she's speaking that into existence. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's declaring that. But at the end of the day, it's good to be around good people. And I think we faked it for too long. And I think that's why we haven't seen the manifestations of some things come to pass. Because we've been playing a role that God is saying we no longer have to play any longer. First, we have to, as you said, deal with our own shame. What's the next letter it's a shame hurt okay let's talk about the hurt okay have you been hurt by yes. family and yes friends? absolutely okay tell us how uh, you have to do it well i think to what you were saying earlier you need compassion for yourself first that's something that i'm that's an, i'm a new season of you can be more compassionate mm -hmm. to people who hurt you uh to the way you're hurting or the way you're dealing with hurt when you're more compassionate to yourself and then you can have it toward other people. But that's why when you're bumping up against people and they can't really see you, I think it's because there are times they're not even seeing what they're really dealing with themselves, right? Because you can see the humanness in that guy walking outside when you can remember, like, man, there are moments I've been through some. Maybe not that, but I've been through some things. So how can I extend this person compassion? Um, but even, okay, S, H is hurt. When I think about being hurt, I think the reason I don't carry it anymore is it's really just compassion. It's love that I can extend to other people. Because mm. we talk about life being short and long. Well, people have to have time to get over things, to know what they're really dealing with, to know, uh, to even acknowledge what they're going through. So have compassion for the space that somebody else is in and for what they may not even be recognizing in themselves. And then you're going to see it so much more for yourself. So I don't know. It's easy. It's not easy. But... Other people's hurt on me doesn't stay as long because I can see where they're at. Because I know where I'm at. And so I just don't hold it. You know, let me say this. She's telling them God's honest truth because she and I have had several one-on-ones conversation. And I remember when Dominique, and I will say this, I remember when Dominique came here, she came with attorney Ben Hall, and he brought some young attorneys in here, and I was producing the show. And at the end of the day when I was producing the show, Dominique was one of the guests. And I told him, I said, I, I love her. He said, you love her? I said, I really do. I'm supposed to work with her. I don't know what it is about that girl. I snapped her up a couple of times, you know, let her get straight. But other than that, I actually love her because I feel like, you know, she's like a daughter or a niece yes. or something like that, that 
you know, she's really genuine, kind of like you. And so as I noticed that, she brought in some other people with her. Now, I knew I was supposed to work with her, and I gave other people a chance. But here's the deal. This is how the enemy will break up friendships. Just because it didn't work out with the other people, you could assume it's not supposed to work out with the person you first was the one that you really were supposed to work with. But God was like, no, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because she was the one you were supposed to work with. You were being nice to work with the others. Not saying that they were not good. But it was for just a short moment. You've got to know who is in your life for a season, a lifetime, and for a reason. And we, most of us have held on to people who have been just for a reason. Maybe they were supposed to teach you something and you got the lesson. What to do and what not to do. But make sure you don't let go of these lifetime people because they didn't got mixed up with the reason people. Because the reason people will be upset that the lifetime person is still hanging in there, not knowing that they were a lifetime person before you ever became a reason. Yes, sir. Have you ever done that? Have you ever, Onyx, got connected to reason people? I have. And just like you said, JP, that we have to, when I say we have to pay attention, to us, we have to pay attention to us. Paying attention and us spiritually. When we pay attention to us spiritually, spirit is not going to lead us wrong. It's not going to lead us wrong, you know. Um, and that is very, very important. You have to know when to cut things off, not to be mean. And it's not being mean, but it's the fact that Okay, you no longer serve me good, okay? Mm. And sometimes when, when other, I'm going to tell you something. What I feel, as far as God is concerned, you know, it's like he sends us on assignments. Yep. Okay? Yep. And let's just say, JP, you're on, an, I'm, you're my assignment. Mm -hmm. Okay? And when I say you are just belligerent, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and just insubordinate, what have you, and I spent time with you, you know what, sometimes I hear abort the, abort the um, mission. mission. And when I hear abort the mission, I mean, I'm sorry, when I hear the uh, abort, abort the mission, the, the mission, I abort. Mm. Because then that means it's like, okay, so now I'm going to send somebody else in. Because JP, mm. she's just belligerent, so I'm going to have to turn it up. This is made up. This is made, made okay, up. okay, it's, go ahead. She's right. not like that, y'all. Okay. I'm just using her as an, as an example. Okay. But Fiction. after that, it's like, okay, so I'm going to move on to the next assignment. And we have to understand, people don't come into your life, like, for no reason, whether it's good or bad. So we have to truly, truly pay attention to when individuals are coming into our life and whatever connection that is. It's... Not just for that individual, but it's for you also. And we cannot be afraid to say, okay, well, you know what? Things are happening because um, I'm the chosen one and I'm here to teach people lessons. No, boo. No, because it's something that you're supposed to be learning too. Exactly. Yeah. That's okay. good. Bottom line. Yeah. And again, you can't even force yourself on somebody. Maybe you are the chosen one for that person for that season of that opportunity. It's still up to them to receive or to reject. 
Because there will be times that, you know, all you're supposed to do is plant the seed, somebody else water, and God brings the increase. So we don't force ourselves on anybody because I can say it again, even at that time when my mother was transitioning and going through and I was trying to be a caregiver and still run the station and still do a lot, it was a lot on me. Honest could have very well said, well, she's just mean. I don't want to be no parts of her. But it happened later on down the road. Didn't mean that God didn't want her to be a part of what I got going on now. It just probably wasn't for then. The seed was planted. Like, oh, Onyx, when you get into your good mind and back to your clear thinking, that which you rejected in the past, God will have you revisit that and say, do you remember this person? And I'll be like, oh, especially if you try to be spirit-led for real. There are some people that I probably dismissed three or four years ago. He'll drop in my spirit and I say, ah, light comes on. And then all of a sudden there's a reconnection. Everything is still about timing. So therefore, if we don't go in the timing of God on these relationships, that's where the hurt can come in. Because we have unexpected expectations yeah. and it probably just wasn't the time for that. Now, that was the H. What's the I? The I is insecurities. Mm. And we all deal with that. Yes, and right. I have a lot of insecurities. Yeah. And so what I'm learning in this phase is the fact that it comes with vulnerability. Vulnerability and being vulnerable does not mean that you're weak. But if we share, if we continue to share our stories and testimony, our testimonies, it helps. We help each other. We really do. Yeah. And so, like I do, I have a lot of insecurities that I realized, like, I had to go back. And you know what? Also, a lot of times... We sabotage our own self. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to admit that. So I'm in, a, I'm in a phase and a stage to where I have to go back and realize, you know what? I sabotage a lot of things, even with my music. You know, I can't blame it on the other person because I have to go back and say, yeah, I sabotage a lot of things because uh, I didn't want to take a picture. I'm this and that. I'm too fat. Uh, my bones, you know, it's showing my, my hands or whatever. But we have to really, truly know how to embrace ourselves and love ourselves, you know, because there is insecurities in all of us. Mm -hmm. But if we all learn to embrace our insecurities, mm -hmm. that's powerful. That's love. That's love because we are truly helping not only ourselves, but we're helping each other, you know, so... That's my phase right now. I'm actually in the insecurity stages. And that's, a, that's one of those people will look at you and say, why would she be insecure? She's a beautiful woman. She's an intelligent woman. She's a singer. She's got all this going on. But people still deal with insecurities. Yeah. They'll look at Dominique. She's a beautiful young lady. She's an attorney. Do you deal with insecurities? In every aspect of life. Uh, looking young, that is something that always affects me in my profession. You know, you're... People not taking you seriously, it mm. creates such a lack of, uh, lack of self-worth. I don't have that anymore because I just I had to deal with it. That's the thing I've had to deal with. And so what I think about when I think of insecurities is they're, they're these kind of teachers. It tells you where you're not done yet, you know? It tells you what you're still working on. And so when I think about uh, feeling insecure about how young I look <laughs> when I put on a suit and I still look 13, I have to realize I, I got to get over it. And I got to realize what that... What does that mean? I, I've got an issue with someone's perception of my skills or my value or my ability to 
represent this person. But I need to get past that. And so I just, I look at insecurities now as this roadblock. I have the same thing when it comes to posting on social. I hate posting on social media. I hate it. I, I don't. I don't mind posting. It's the interactions later. I don't know. I get anxiety somewhere in that in that process. Wow. Which is insane because I'm, I have a podcast and I need to post on social wow. media. Wow. I purposely post you on social media because I felt like you had a problem with yeah, that. Yeah. And I, 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 I nerve, was telling I your comments. I said, she's not I being all the way her. I get stressed. Why? Though? You're you an know, attorney. Well, because you know what? At one point in life, when I started practicing, uh, I worked with a group of white women who used to be very involved in, in uh, my practice group, social media. They would watch people's social media, watch all these things. And mm. so I was in a space where I was young, and I just, I wanted so much to just do my job and get it done right. And so I found those ways I censored myself. And so I think maybe in certain instances you feel like you need to show up a certain way or you feel like right people need to see a certain part of you, and then you don't realize it creates insecurities around you. And so I think I, in a lot of ways I lost my muscle of interacting and, and being real because now it's like well what does that look like do I need to be this person do I need to be that person do and it's like well I don't need to be any of them you're so interactive though when I see you out and about or with people even you don't meet a stranger and I'm like you're doing all that extra talking and I'd be like because I'm more <laughs> reserved and I'm like there she go oh no she don't even know them but that's so not you because I see you out yeah. and about yeah. you're so interactive like you telling me you're going to do substitute for eight on Cody's show, like, you're going to do that. When did that happen? So you just met these people. So again, I say, I think that social media got us messed up because that's not who you are, an interactive person. Yeah. So, you know, but at the end of the day, everybody deals with insecurity. I was talking to a friend of mine and she was talking about, I said, man, I was looking at your uh, Facebook Live and you did this uh, ministry thing and you really ministered on the level that I like to hear minister, just simple, plain, and to the point. And she said, I don't do a lot of live ministry because I'm not a hooper and a preacher like that. And I don't know if people like that. And I said, girl, listen, I used to be afraid to be a preacher because if you're looking for somebody going to hold their ear and be on one leg and do a lot of hooping and running, <laughs> that's not me. I literally tell jokes. And God uses that to bring deliverance. And everybody has a different style of how they're supposed to do what God called them to do. And the way we get in trouble is trying to size ourselves up with other people. And we've all done it. Because I'm like, I'm not really a preacher, preacher, so I don't call myself a preacher. And God said, you stop doing it, I, which I don't call myself a preacher, even though I'm licensed and ordained. I just choose to do that because I've gotten more invitations to go certain places that that would have limited me to go. Kind of like a sneaky thing. They didn't know deliverance was going to happen after I stood up. But at the end of the day, it's the very thing that God wants to use that we're insecure about. Have you found that out? Like, dang, I'm insecure yep. about this, and this is the thing mm -hmm. he want to use. But that's because it's a lesson. That's why mm -hmm. there's a lesson in your insecurity. If there's something you're insecure wow. about, I know it's the thing I have to work on. Like, that's, okay, what do I have to work on this season? This thing you're avoiding, or this thing that's keep holding you back. Yeah, I haven't done it. You know, I'm still working on it. I haven't done it, but I know that's why I'm mad. And that's what we have to realize, that we are all still a work in progress. And mm -hmm. guess what? It's okay. That's good. Yeah. It is okay, you know. Um, and I can use my dad as an example. My dad is so meticulous. And I love my dad. He's very meticulous, which that's how he raises. However, in his mind is perfection. Perfection. So it's like he's always wanted to be perfect, 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 okay? But when you live a life 
like that. Everything has to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And it's really not perfect. You are dealing with things emotionally. Because it's like, no, I want this to be perfect. And I, there was a time in my life where I had to realize, you know what, I'm like, mm, I don't want to be like that. Because basically, we become our worst enemy. We really, really do. It's not because of anybody else. It's because of ourselves. So when I say that we have to truly embrace who we are and learn who we are, learn our shame, hurt, insecurities, insecurities and triggers, and so much other things, what our, what our characteristics are, okay, our personalities, our traits, everything is so, so important. We have to be willing to learn about ourselves so that we can convey to others, well, guess what? This is who I am. A lot of us, to be honest, we tell individuals, well, you don't know who I am. Well, you know what? Mm. A lot of us don't even know who we are. That's real. We don't even know who we are. We can't even tell you what's our favorite color. And when we want people to learn how to show up for us, when we don't show them who we are, then we can't be mad that they're not respecting the person we are right. i think about that that's the season i'm in i used to always do that now i'm in this new job a new role and i'm at a school i have to always show up as me and i realize i gotta be me because when you respond in a way that is not in line with me i'm gonna check you on it but if i didn't just show you who i am you didn't learn how you need to speak to me how you need to treat me how, how do we expect people to know how to treat us if we don't know how we need to be treated I saw somebody post something, and I'm going to just say it. I saw somebody post something the other day that I knew, and they said, I'm used to people not liking me after I stop doing what they want me to do. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to respond to that, but I wanted to say this. I can stop dealing with you not because you stopped doing what I wanted you to do. It's because I told you the expectations of what I needed you to do. You know that when we had that event. Yep. And if I explain, because you have to let people know how to treat you yep. and how you need them to show up. Yep. Now, if you explain to them how to treat me, especially when we're doing business, and how you need to show up, and you fail to meet those expectations, then you can't play the victim like, you stopped dealing with me because I didn't do this for you. No, you didn't do what was expected. Now, there's a difference because a lot of times we get mad and we haven't been clear like, we have to have communications. What did you expect from them? Were they aware of what you expected from them? And if they are, then that becomes a problem, do you think? Yes. If you don't show up as you agreed to show up. And sometimes people even agree to show up and they're not going to show up. But it's not wrong of you to not want that connection because you know how you need to show up and how you're going to show up for other people. Don't you believe what you sow, you're going to reap? Yeah. So if you're a person that shows up the way you say you're going to show up, you expect that to come back to you in the same way. And I think a lot of us be like, well, we can't be harsh and detrimental. No, because then you're telling people how to treat you. Lie to me and don't do what you say you're going to do. They're going to blow it off. It's not a big deal. No, if we had a business agreement or even in a friendship, if you say this is how you're going to show up and you don't, you can't play victim because somebody has turned around and did something else. So that's the part of insecurity. And sometimes insecure people will play tricks on you. It's manipulation. And then you're feeling all bad because now you didn't hurt their feelings. But no, this is somebody we both hurt at the end of the day. So we went through insecurity. We all got them. And we're going to learn to work with them and deal with them. Now the T. What's the T? Wow. Give the us the T. 
Yeah, the tea, tea is triggers. And I want to say hello to my sister, Gloria Galvan, and my baby, Brianna. And my cousin, Jerolyn, Lynn Harrell. I just want to say I love you guys for watching. And also, Mama Nita is on here. Hey, Mama Nita. And you guys have uh, great comments, okay? The other thing, basically, is triggers. We are all triggered from something. And the most important thing is we have to be able to recognize and learn those triggers. Because, see, what happens is, let's just say that you have triggers and you're not aware of those triggers. And you get into a relationship, okay? And let's just say that uh, a male and female or what have you relationship. And someone says, you know what? You just like the word just like. It could be the simplest word. And then that can allow you to spiral out of control. But what that comes from is something that was told to you mm. as a child. Your mother or father saying, you know what? You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. Mm. That's a trigger. So we have to learn what our triggers are. And once we learn what our triggers are, we have to be able to know how to handle that. And that comes from having self-control. Mm -hmm. Effective communication is so, so important in everything that we do in life, whether it's business, whether it's personal, but man, effective communication, because when you, like I can say, uh, my mom, and I'm being transparent, you know, she's like, oh, no, 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 that's not a problem, that's not a problem. Well, when you're trying to communicate to someone, say, oh, no, 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 it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. But let's just say that something occurs. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, you didn't tell me that. Well, I mean, I did try to tell you that, but you said it was okay. No. Where I am today is basically, I listen to the individual, and this is what I'll say. Okay, so what I heard you say was A, B, and C. We have to stop and take time to do that. It's okay. What's wrong with saying, okay, I didn't understand what you were saying. So can you explain that to me again? It's very, very important. The triggers, we have to be able to recognize our triggers. And that's why it's so important. A lot of times we are jumping in and out of relationships. We're not spending time with each other. Y'all know what we're doing? Spending time on social media. We're watching yeah. TV. Yeah. We're not spending time with ourselves. Not learning about ourselves, so therefore we don't know about ourselves. We don't know what our triggers are. Till we click. Until we click, until we go off on somebody. And so we have to stop and take time and say, okay, nope, I'm paying attention to myself. I'm listening to myself so that, guess what? I'll be able to recognize the things that are being said to me. Okay. So it's very important. We got to know what our triggers are. We have, that's so, so important because it saves time in any relationship. I don't care what relationship that you're in. It's so important because the triggers turn from, it's going to come from our childhood. No doubt about it or in a relationship, in a bad relationship that we had, yeah. you know, yeah. and everybody, we don't, we don't, we should not treat everyone the same. And that's something else we do. We treat everyone the same every time we get into a relationship. But we have to give ourselves time enough to trust, okay, and just listen. Close your mouth sometime and just listen. Pay attention. 
Yep. You know what? Wait, when she said that, uh, <laughs> Dr. Cynthia J. Hickman said, my trigger is hearing someone say, you people. I say that all the time, so you're triggered. Uh, Cynthia says, you must stand for ourselves. That is important. I'm going to give my trigger one of my triggers, and then I want to hear one of y'all triggers. My trigger is to call me stupid. And the reason why is because I used to go to this Catholic parochial school as a little girl, and I was the only black in the class, so I was already insecure and all this stuff. And so the teacher asked the question, and I was shy and I was scared. Believe it or not, I was actually shy. I was terrified. Only white folks. So then the teacher asked the question, and I didn't understand it, and I finally got the guts to raise my hand. She was like, remember, don't be afraid to raise your hand. There are no stupid questions. And I'm like, okay. So I raised my hand. And when I asked her, she said, did I say there were no stupid questions? Ooh. And the class laughed. They were like, oh, did y'all see the movie Carrie? <laughs> and they said, they're all going to laugh at you. That's how I felt like the blood was all on me. And I was like, they're laughing at me. And from that day forward, the word stupid, I said, don't play like that. Don't call me stupid. Don't play like that. And I had to really like, why does that bother me? Because I know I'm not stupid. But I, that was a flashback. Eight years old, Corpus Christi Catholic School, that that teacher had all them big kids laughing at me and because of the word stupid. Now, that's something I can be easily over with, but I realize it's a trigger that has to be worked on because you know you're not stupid. It just brought back a bad memory. So that's a trigger for me. Stupid, what is yours? A trigger for me is, and this sounds, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but when people tell me a lie that... I have to, they want me to buy in, like, oh. actively, like, participate in. I am not, I'm, I try to communicate around a trigger, but do, it's one thing to lie to me, but please do not ask me to join in on this mm -hmm. lie and play with, it That's triggers weird. me so much, and I think it's because, in transparency, I grew up in a, in a household with just emotional, like, ups and downs, right, and so, as a kid, I was always in a situation where, okay, I had to pretend everything was okay all the time, right, as kids, you're conditioned to that. Mm. And I think that's why I'm so honest now. Like, so, do not play with me. I want to know. I want to know the truth, always. Mm. And so, it is such a, it's so triggering to me. Because to me, that's ultimate gaslighting. Like, don't try to convince me. You lie to you. But when you want me <laughs> to come in on it with you and, like, appease it. Oh, it takes me back to a bear. <laughs> it takes me back to a place. Oh, girl, we got because, several triggers. That's good. Yeah, because mm. I don't have to be there with you on that. And there's a time in life I had to play and play cake to someone else's feelings. I don't want mm, to do that. And it triggers me a lot. Yeah, play cake. I get that. Jeez, I big get words. That. Go ahead, yeah. My One of my triggers, like you said, JP and Dominique, we have so many triggers, but yeah. one of my triggers is for somebody to call me bipolar. Oh, okay. I don't like that. Yeah. But let me tell you what I had to do. I had to really do deep soul searching and figure out why or People said, well, you just you just pop off at the mouth. Yes, I do. I pop off at the mouth. But I had to go back to my childhood. Someone that was in pain all the time, not being able to express how I felt, my emotional state. Um, I never hardly went to school, okay? I missed out on a lot of things. And so I was not able to express myself. So what I did was I lashed out. So as I became an adult, I just continued. I was determined to just learn about myself. And my family was the first that just, like, they would continue to say that. Oh, that's just Nanny. Oh, that's just Sean. She's just sitting there just saying stuff because, you know, she's going to say some crazy stuff. And I would. But now I've learned to just fall back, 
and learn to be patient um, because I want to be a better person so that I will be able to help others and listen to them. But I, I cannot stand that. I cannot stand someone to sit and say, oh, I'm sorry. That right there, and then you continue to do the things over and mm -hmm. over and over and oh over again. God. Like that right there, I have to continue to work on that, you know. Um, because I will just, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm still a work in progress, so. Let me say this on a serious note. When you say about the bipolar, you don't want it. Because I did have bipolar, for real. God healed my mind of bipolar. I hate to hear people say, oh, they just bipolar, they just bipolar. Because bipolar is a real thing. But here's the deal with bipolar. Either, if there's two different extremes. And even sometimes when I'm just saying, Jay, girl, you're crazy, show it. I feel like I could almost say that with you because I've been there, done that, and know, and I know how I act. So we kind of act the same way. People that have bipolar or could have the bipolar trait. Doesn't mean that you're mentally off or thrown off and don't let nobody speak that over your life. But here's the deal, because when people say that to you, they're probably trying to call you crazy, and you know you're far from crazy. But we're alike. If you have something to say, you're going to say it. Yeah. If that's bipolar, then so be it. If you are passionate about something, that's when I say, girl, you're crazy, show And that's jokingly because I'll be like, she ain't like me when she's yeah. passionate about something. It People want to throw it off as bipolar, so but there's a trait that will cause you to be very passionate about that. When you're happy, you're extra happy. Wow. But when you're low, you low. There's really no balance. So we want to balance. And that's the medical condition of bipolar. There are two different extremes. And so they have to be balanced out with the... Uh, they used to, back in the day, used to use lithium. I don't know the medication in Debracote that they use it now. But there are people out here that they're being labeled as bipolar because they're not afraid to speak their mind. I'm like Dominique on that. Don't lie to me. Because yes, right. that'll make me off. That'll throw yeah, me yeah, off. And yeah, because yeah, especially right. when you try to act like I don't know you're lying, yeah. that makes me mad. My mother used to tell me this all the time. You getting this A whooping, and you know what the A was for. Mm -hmm. You getting this A whooping, not because of what you did, but because you tried to play with my intelligence. Yeah. Yes. And I'd be like, whoa. Yes. And she said, you're trying to make me think I'm crazy and I'm highly intelligent. And she was. And that would just make her go off. And that's how I feel now. So that's not bipolar. That's a person that's passionate about what they don't like. I don't like you lying to me. Don't put me in this lie and make me look like I'm a lying crazy with you. Like you don't know everybody know you lying. The next thing is don't call me crazy because I'm calling you out yes. on what maybe other people or not calling you out on. So you're going to probably be labeled bipolar. And sometimes when I tell you, girl, you're crazy, Sean, that means to me, like, girl, she's just going to go off. Yep. But, you know, you know how you got tact. You know when to use it and when not to use it. But at the end of the day, those are things people don't understand about because bipolar is a real disease and a real situation that people have dealt with. So I can understand you not. I don't even like people joking like that. But nine times out of ten, they're really trying to be complimentary on the cool and don't even know it. Because you're calling them out and they rather you think that you're crazy for seeing what you see yeah. and saying what you say. There's some stuff you say to me now that I would have thought, that's so weird. But to me, I've seen it. And that's why I can get it. There are people that you can vibe with because what's weird to somebody else, the other person might get it like. You know, I would have thought that, but I've seen that for myself. Yeah. That under she in the spirit. That's more to her than just being a singer, because that, that's that's Holy Ghost right there. So you just gotta find that tribe. And some people who don't get with that, they just that's that's not your tribe. So that's so true. Uh, one of my sisters, Gloria Galvan, she said, or not afraid to speak truth, like you said, JP. Mm -hmm. And because another person does not want to hear the truth is also not bipolar. Mm -hmm. Completely understand. Yeah.
And you know, as you as you sometimes the people around you have to change, right? The more that you realize that about yourself, yeah. sometimes the people who you may still like and may still care about just can't be around anymore because you already know you're coming with a certain level of honesty mm -hmm. and, and a new boundary. And that's very hard. I think that's something I have learned in this past season is maybe I'm just changing. Yeah. Maybe I'm just different. Maybe I have learned new parts of myself and I'm comfortable coming with all of the passion. And then sometimes I'm very measured. Yeah. Sometimes I'm very serious and I'm thinking about very serious. And then sometimes I just want to pop off and go have fun. Some people can't <laughs> even handle that range of personality. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. But it's, I, it's I gotta be every part of me because yeah. that's, I got all right. Now, I'm gonna be honest because I will say, all right, hey, 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 slow that. Slow <laughs> down. Slow, slow that down. Turn that drip a little. You can't pour it out too much on me right now. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about something else and you're doing too much. Sit down. And you have to deal yeah. with people who probably can't take a whole lot. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Yep. It's their capacity for what they can take. Uh, so we have a listener whose son is dealt with bipolar, and, and, and this is the deal. I'm not saying bipolar is not real because it is real, and I'm not saying you should not be concerned about somebody that's bipolar, but honestly, people that have bipolar are very intelligent, and they see stuff. Yes. Yep. And the problem that I had was I was seeing stuff that I couldn't handle. And so when you begin to start seeing stuff and saying stuff that other people know you should not probably know, then the doctors have to give you a diagnosis for that. That's what they do. But a lot of that stuff is spiritual. I'm not saying don't take medication because medication kind of melts you out for a minute until you can kind of figure it all out. But most people that have been diagnosed with bipolar schizophrenia, they were just in the realm of the spirit and didn't probably know how to handle some of that stuff. And God will begin to taper that and give you a way of how to handle it. They call it hyper-spiritual. Uh, and some people have been diagnosed in the hospital because they're hyper-spiritual because they see stuff that other people don't see. Now, these people that are walking the streets and talking to themselves, no, they need some medication and need some time in the hospital and need to be balancing some things out. But I don't ever want to make light of bipolar schizophrenia or any mental illness because it's real and it's truthful. And that's why you don't want it being said over your life because you know good and well. You know what you know, you saw what you saw, and you're going to say what you say. But in, in the meantime, as we get older, we do know how to, okay, maybe I should just hold back on that right now. But I'm going to come to you with some truth. I think that's why I minister with jokes. Because you don't even know that Holy Ghost is cutting you up because you laugh and you be like, dang, she got me. Because <laughs> 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 the word he gives me be hard. Okay? And so God gives us a way to get it out, but you still getting it out like on a movie Friday. Mm -hmm. He told me to shut up. I shut up, but I'll be talking again tomorrow. So there's a way that we can, <laughs> we can handle that stuff. Listen, we can, uh, yes, mental illness is definitely real. And uh, this is what we're going to do as we get ready to close. We got something coming up December the 19th. And it's called, I'm, I'm Dreaming of a Soul Christmas, okay? It's going to be happening right here at The Difference on Almeda at the club right here at KCOH. And you definitely want to be in the house because yours truly, Onyx, you coming in with some music, right? I'm coming in with some music. She's singing for us again. And Dominique going to be here doing something. Right okay, but she, gonna, she can't be in okay. here laughing and joking. She's going to be working. She's going to be doing something. But we got some great singers. We got some great artists that are coming up. We're going to have music and munching. And guess what, ladies? I told you that we're going to also have drinks. But at the difference, mm. they're not alcoholic drinks. I know you look luscious. They're not alcoholic drinks. But listen, the reason why they're not alcoholic, one, I don't drink, so everybody can't drink. No, listen, the reason why is I found a little niche. I was telling Tall... I said, back in the day when I drank, and then I went to with some guy to this sober club, because he was in AA. 
He said, I want you to go to the soul club with me. <laughs> and I went into the soul club with him, and it was dark, dingy, and nasty. It was just nasty. And they were, stayed in the bathroom forever. And I'm like, damn, that's fucking crack. So the club, sober club really <laughs> wasn't a sober club, right? And I'm like, this is nasty. I need a drink in this sober club. <laughs> so I want to have a space, because there are a lot of people who may have dealt with alcohol and can't do it any longer, or maybe people just don't drink. I want to create a clean space for them to come and have a good time don't mean they don't want to go out and have a good time. And that's what the difference right here on Almeda because we're going to be the difference on the corner. Because this is fun, but it's a different type of fun. And so that's what we're going to be doing. This is a soft launch that's going to be happening on December the 19th. And so, Onyx, we even got some drinks. I want to tell you what the drinks are. They're mocktails. Ooh, okay. excited. And you gonna think you fool, you're gonna think you yes, lit lit. Honey. Okay. Yes. You gonna think you lit. I don't know. Yeah, you gonna think you lit lit, but you're not gonna fight up in here, okay? Because that ain't the alcohol. You lying now. At the end of the day, you flat out lying. But okay, so these drinks are gonna be good. Let me show you what let me tell you what the drinks are. And uh, I'm gonna need y'all help, but I got a mixologist that's gonna be helping us with these drinks as well. Because if they're gonna be like the drink, I want them to be like the drink, but without the alcohol. Okay, and uh, like I said, they're called mocktails. And mocktails, do you know what that is? That's a cocktail mm -hmm. with no liquor in it, okay? Yeah. It's so we mocking them cocktails. Hey, all y'all just, y'all drinking. Hold on, what the doggone thing at though? Wait a minute, hold on, people. Hold on. So I'm going to get this together and uh, tell you what the drinks are. Ah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Internet running slow, but I'll tell you what the drinks are. But anyway, one of them is the tall cold. We do have a tall cold. Oh, okay. The tall cold is a virgin, a clean version of Long Island iced tea. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, That's the tall I color. I like that. Okay? Yeah. It's the right kind of blend with the right kind of beat for you. Okay? Then we got the Shady, because you know he calls me Shady. And I wear that name so proudly. The Shady is just, uh, I can't tell you what's in the Shady, but I will tell you. The Shady is a, is a tropical drink with an umbrella in it. The Shade. Okay? Ooh, and the wow. only shade you'll get, it's the only shade you'll get at the difference. Huh? Okay. <laughs> then this girl over here talking about she had some mimosas with her family. You got okay, the little champagne and the, okay. and, the, and the oranges. But we're not having champagne. We're doing the mosa. Meaning, okay. you're going to have the most without the most doing the most to you. Okay? Ooh. So that's some apple juice and some orange juice, but it's going to be good. Okay? It's going to be mixed just right. Then, baby, we got that Holy Ghost drive-by. <laughs> that Holy Ghost drive-by got a little steam to it. Okay? It's got some ginger, got some lemon in it, and some Ooh. other ingredients that you don't even know, but that it's going to give you a little pep. Yeah, if you got a little cold in your chest, yeah. <laughs> it's going to give you a little pep in your step. Then last but not least, because one of our great listeners here, Michelle Johnson, told us about the Shirley Temple. So we got the Shirley Temple, but what was the Shirley Temple called? Is it with the Sprite and Cherry? Yeah, but I forgot the okay. name of what it was called. But anyway, we got one that's the Shirley Temple. We named it something. But nonetheless, that's what we're going to have. So we're going to have mocktails. And then Tuesday, I've got the caterer, Nella Faye, who's going to come here with some sample food. And we got different caterers who said they want in on this. We're doing a food versus. Wow! Oh, y'all better hear this creativity. That's gonna be nice. That's gonna be fun. You know what the food? You know what the musical verses is, right? Yeah. Yes. So we're gonna have some people come in. Yes, indeed. It's already. It's already. It's already. What? It's already all right. Why? Because this is not live. This is Memorex. It's already been recorded. We've already come out the victors. And not the dog on me victims. You are now tuned in and locked in right here to your number one inspirational morning show in the country. The whole dog on me thing is to keep the morning moving morning show. And I'm your happy host, Jerry P. Beasley, broadcasting live from the historic 
KCOH Studios on the corner of Alameda and Wichita. Smack dab in the middle of what some call Midtown, others call Third Ward. I simply call the thing home in the glorious, magnificent, awe-inspiring city of Houston, Texas, and all over the world via KCOHradio.com, KCOH TV, the Boost app, TuneIn app, Alexa, BBC Global OS, you name it, and we are there. I am glad to be back amongst you today. I am. I had a joyous, when I tell you I've enjoyed my holiday this season, I truly, truly did. That four days did a body good. I mean, I was able to take care of some things that needed to be taken care of, enjoyed being at home. I enjoyed cooking. I cooked that Wednesday, been eating since Thursday, and I, you know, was not tired of it by Friday. Okay, well, Friday, I didn't even deal with it on Friday. Wait, did, I, did we eat Friday? Did we eat that? No, we, yeah, no, Saturday, we, that was the end of that. Okay, but I was glad. I was so glad to uh, have had that time off. And I tell you, sometimes the holidays can be a little bit rough when you're missing those that you love and miss those that you want to see and you can't see. But I'm telling you, God was gracious. I even had the audacity, the unmitigated gall. To turn my phone off for those days. I mean, I shut it off. When I tell you I turned it off, I turned it off. I posted a few things on Facebook. You know, I'm still going to do my Holy Ghost drive-bys and do what I need to do. But I wasn't looking on Facebook. And you got to know what you need to do for you to make you get in a better place. To make sure that you're going to be okay and able to withstand and enjoy. I didn't want to just, you know, go through the holiday. I truly wanted to enjoy the holiday. And that Thursday... I got up, no, it was Friday. I got up and I had this like this, I don't know what it was, like an old lady cleaning bug hit me on Friday, on Thursday. No, on Friday. It was Friday. Okay. And I just started washing walls. You know, that kind of cleaning my mama used to wake me up with a belt to do. Catch <laughs> up from here and not wash these walls. I ain't washed a wall since a wall washed me. But, baby, I washed every wall in the house. I washed the blinds. I washed the windows inside and outside. I did windows this particular time. And I found joy in that. And as I was doing it, I heard the Lord say, I've got to allow you to make room for the new. And sometimes you're so busy and you're moving around so much, you don't see the areas that need your attention. And I'm saying the house is not nasty. Don't get me twisted. But it needed some attention with a thorough dusting. And that dusting did all the world, did all the wonders in the world. And I started putting new stuff up. And I'm just like, what in the world is this but the Holy Ghost? So I've enjoyed my weekend cleaning. I even decorated the patio on last night. Christmas decorations. And I told you guys before, I've never been just a real fan of the holiday of Christmas. I always found it to be sad. I don't know why we've had good Christmases. I got good gifts when I was a child. You know, I had a when I had a pogo stick one year, a pogo stick, a drum set, a horn, a harmonica, skates, all in one setting. And I tried to work on them all at the same time. Tried to play with the pogo stick, the drums, the skates, and the harmonica all at one time. I was so happy one Christmas. I ran down the stairs and tore the whole banister down, just in splinters, still trying to crawl over to the tree. So, it was not then a childhood thing about that, but Christmas, I don't know, I just never really got into it. But lately, I've been in this Christmas spirit. I've never really cared for Christmas music, never really cared for Christmas decorations. Something has come over the girl, and the girl that got in the Christmas spirit. So, decorated the patio, 
put some Christmas things up there. And so excited about that. I pray that you all did well. I've been praying for my listening audience because you're like family. You really are. I pray for those who had to go through their first uh, Thanksgiving without their loved ones. I really do pray for you. That's the hardest thing to do. It's really a hard time for many, many people. But we want to stay mindful and prayerful that you don't forget. And it doesn't get easier like people say, but you do move on. And then it gets a little bit where you can bear it more in him. And you can move on and then you remember your family member would want you to enjoy and to celebrate. That's why I turned that phone off because I don't want to hear no bad news. At this age, you're going to hear bad news, okay? When I see old friends calling me now, I'll be like, oh, Lord, who died? Who died? I do. <laughs> you know, it's that age. And so I turned my phone off for the, for the uh, few days that we were off, and I just wanted to be in the moment. And that's different for me. I'm telling you, life changes, and we change right along with it. I am a changed woman. You couldn't keep me off of that phone. Back in the day, my daddy say anybody on the phone longer than 10 minutes is lying. I'm like, what? He was right. But anyway, nonetheless, so I'm not really a phone person, but I got off the phone and just turned the phone on just a minute ago and then did hear somebody died. And that was sad to know a high school uh, person went to high school with. I wasn't friends. I really didn't know her like that. But she was a classmate. Not, I think she was in my sister's class, but I'm praying for her family. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of sadness. So I just want to stay focused. I want to stay happy as much as possible and just look toward the hills of which come at thy help because all our help come from the Lord. And when you're already trying to, you know, make it through yourself, you just try to stay in a peaceful place. But it's not always easy. Popped on the news, they're talking about they got another dog on me variant. Omicron or Chrome or Chromosome or Rigorong or whatever that thing is. It's another variant that came out of from somewhere in Africa. The African people, they found out about it. And now they've been banned, and they mad because they said, look here, we told y'all about it. Y'all would have never known nothing about Omicron till we told you about it. Now you talking about banning us. You know, Africans say we're not the only place this thing came from, and it's true because they don't know where it is. But here's the deal. I don't, I don't, let me be careful what I say. I want to say this. There is a spirit of fear that has been loosed in the land. Is there a virus out there that has killed people and still killing people? I believe there is. Yes, there is. I have witnessed it for myself. Is there another variant that could possibly be greater that is on the rise right now? I believe that there is because that's what happens. That viruses mutate. And if we don't get them under control, they can get worse. But here's the deal. Is it for us to continuously be in panic, a fear, you get the information, and you govern yourselves accordingly. Use the good God sense that God gave you and do what's best for you and your family and govern yourself accordingly. But I heard these words today. Don't believe the hype. Didn't say it was a conspiracy theory. I believe that there is another virus. Didn't say it's a lie. But what I did say is don't believe the hype. There's a lot of stuff that goes into telling a story and getting the information. And sometimes we run with the little bit we got. We haven't gotten all the data. We haven't gotten all the uh, information that is needed to get. And we run into hysteria. But we've had a year and a half of pure hysteria. Now it's time because I believe that the virus is with us. Like the Bible says, the poor you will have always. But I won't be one of them. 
So the virus you may have always. We've had viruses. We've had all kind of stuff come up. And they never left. The flu never left here. Still got his raggedy butt looking around for people. But nonetheless, we still had to learn how to maneuver. We still needed to know what to do. Go get that flu shot. Get you some vitamin C, vitamin D, E, some zinc. All that good stuff. Take care of yourself. Get the information and govern yourselves accordingly. But don't let it cause you to be in paranoia, fear, and isolation. It's time to get what God said we can get, and it's time to move around and do what God told us to move around in wisdom, okay? With the instructions that you have been given by those that understand what the virus can do. But the hype and the fear of it, no. I will not receive it. I do not want to hear nothing about all this hype. I'm going to govern myself accordingly. Thank you for the information, and let me move forward and do what God told me I have to do. And I say that to you as well. Don't be ignorant of what's going on, but also don't be afraid and don't be caught up in hype and hysteria. Let's go to the word of God, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and it reads, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When we allow fear and rumors of rumors and wars and all of this, and when we hear this and we hear that, and we hear all this information we can have an information overload sometimes. We get so much information and so much people want to give us that we can get almost paranoid. I know a lot of people who deal with panic attacks. I know a lot of people who deal with anxiety. Why? Because most of the time they've gotten an information overload. God is not sending us this spirit of fear. But he gives us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Too much fear in anybody's heart, mind, spirit will cause you not to have a sound mind, confused, worried, wondering. The Bible says in the last days, if it could be, even the very elect would be deceived. Therefore, we've got to learn the voice of God and follow it and know that a stranger we will not follow. Don't get caught up in hype, but always look for the help, because that's what's going to get us out of this situation. Remember, he has the trail that leads us out of every trial. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today on a Monday morning saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the holiday which we call Thanksgiving, but thank you for the ability to be thankful every day. Because every day we see something different. Every day we hear something different. But God, we're still yet thankful that you're keeping us in the midst of it, that you're prospering us even in dry, desolate places at times, that you're healing what the doctor said couldn't be healed, that you're removing what things said couldn't be removed. God, we thank you today. We thank you that we don't trust the height, but we trust the help, for we look towards the hills, not capital hill, for which cometh our help, because all of our help comes from the Lord. We give you glory today, God, that wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so, God, we declare and decree that when we step into the room, the spirit of the Lord is there, for greater is he that's in us than he who's in the world. We thank you, God, that the greater one on the inside of us is shining on the outside of us, God, bringing a calmness, bringing a peace, bringing a joy like never before. In times like this, people need a savior, God, and we thank you today that we know you as not only our Father, but also as our Savior today, God. We thank you today that you're making ways out of no way because you are are the way, God, and therefore we get out of your way and say, Lord, today have your way. We trust you in all things, God. No matter what the scientist says, no matter what the doctor says, our hope and our help comes from you. 
And God, we put our faith and our trust in you. We get the information and we go to you for the instructions and we govern ourselves accordingly. And God, we say thank you for the breakthroughs. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the open doors. Thank you for the right relationships. Thank you for the right connections. Thank you that the closer we get to you, everything that's not supposed to be falls off of us, God. And we thank you. We give you glory today, God, that you're plucking up and planting even as we speak now. We thank you that you're making our ground fertile so we can produce what we've been sent here to produce and do it in the time that we've been given to do it. We thank you that our focus is focused like never before. Our hope is not deferred, but our hope is in you. And they that hope in the Lord shall never be made ashamed. We thank you that every day we get up and read your word. Meditate on it day in and day out that it will not depart from our heart. And when we need it, we draw from it, God. And we thank you. We give you glory that we're looking for the help and dismissing the hype. Now, at least we be rude. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Son. And good morning, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. You're welcome in this radio station. You're welcome over these airways. You're welcome in our homes. You're welcome in our cars. You're welcome in our jobs. You're welcome in our schools. You're welcome in our Zoom rooms. You're welcome in the freeway. You're welcome in the alleyway. You're welcome in the nursing home and you're welcome in the ICU room. You're welcome in the living room and you're welcome in the bedroom. God, we thank you today. You're welcome in the jailhouse and you're welcome in the crack house. And God, you're definitely welcome in the White House to pluck up and plant all at the same time. From the White House to the church house right on back to our house. Everything that need not be, pluck it up, and everything that should be, planted. And God, while you're plucking and planting, please go ahead and reveal and deal with every plot, plan, scheme, and trick of the enemy. Everything that came to distract, everything that came to destroy, reveal it and reveal it and destroy it now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for it today. That our hope is in you. We hope in you, God, because you are our help. And we trust the help and not the hype. And we follow your lead because you are the one, God, that has the trail that leads us out of every trial. Cover this world, cover this nation, and cause us to repent and return back unto you, God, so that our land can be healed. And not walk in hype and fear. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. In Jesus' name, we just prayed that thing. Now get up and trust your help. Get up and trust your help. And don't, whatever you do, believe the hype.
Yes, indeed. It's already, it's already, it's already. What? It's already all right. Why? Because this is not live. This is Memorex. It's already been recorded. We've already come out the victors and not the dog on me victims. You are now tuned in and locked in right here to your number one inspirational morning show in the country. The whole dog on me thing is to keep the morning moving morning show. And I'm your happy host, Jerry P. Beasley, broadcasting live from the historic KCOH Studios on the corner of Alameda and Wichita. Smack dab in the middle of what some call Midtown, others call Third Ward. I simply call the thing home in the glorious, magnificent, awe-inspiring city of Houston, Texas, and all over the world via KCOHradio.com, KCOH TV, the Boost app, TuneIn app, Alexa, BBC Global OS, you name it, and we are there. I am glad to be back amongst you today. I am. I had a joyous, when I tell you I've enjoyed my holiday this season, I truly, truly did. That four days did a body good. I mean, I was able to take care of some things that needed to be taken care of, enjoyed being at home. I enjoyed cooking. I cooked that Wednesday, been eating since Thursday, and I, you know, was that tired of it by Friday, okay? Well, Friday, I didn't even deal with it on Friday. What did, I, did we eat Friday? Did we eat that? No, we, yeah. No, Saturday we, that was the end of that. Okay? But I was glad. I was so glad to uh, have had that time off. And I tell you, sometimes the holidays can be a little bit rough when you're missing those that you love and miss those that you want to see and you can't see. But I'm telling you, God was gracious. I even had the audacity, the unmitigated goal to turn my phone off for those days. I mean, I shut it off. When I tell you I turned it off, I turned it off. I posted a few things on Facebook. You know, I'm still going to do my Holy Ghost drive-bys and do what I need to do. But I wasn't looking on Facebook. And you got to know what you need to do for you to make you get in a better place, to make sure that you're going to be okay and able to withstand and enjoy. I didn't want to just, you know, go through the holiday. I truly wanted to enjoy the holiday. And that Thursday, I got up. No, it was Friday. I got up and I had this like this. I don't know what it was, like an old lady cleaning bug hit me on Friday, on Thursday. No, on Friday. It was Friday. Okay. And I just started washing walls. You know, that kind of cleaning my mama used to wake me up with a belt to do. Catch <laughs> up from here and not wash these walls. I ain't washed a wall since a wall washed me. But, baby, I washed every wall in the house. I washed the blinds. I washed the windows inside and outside. I did windows this particular time. And I found joy in that. And as I was doing it, I heard the Lord say, I've got to allow you to make room for the new. And sometimes you're so busy and you're moving around so much, you don't see the areas that need your attention. And I'm saying the house is not nasty. Don't get me twisted. But it needed some attention with a thorough dusting. And that dusting did all the world, did all the wonders in the world. And I started putting new stuff up, and I'm just like, what in the world is this but the Holy Ghost? So I've enjoyed my weekend cleaning. I even decorated the patio on last night, Christmas decorations. And I told you guys before, I've never been just a real fan of the holiday of Christmas. I always found it to be sad. I don't know why we've had good Christmases. I got good gifts when I was a child. You know, I had a... When I had a pogo stick one year, a pogo stick, a drum set, a horn, a harmonica, skates, all in one setting. And I tried to work on them all at the same time. Tried to play with the pogo stick, the drums, the skates, and the harmonica all at one time. 
I was so happy one Christmas, I ran down the stairs and tore the whole banister down, just in splinters, still trying to crawl over to the tree. So it was not then a childhood thing about that, but Christmas, I don't know, I just never really got into it. But lately, I've been in this Christmas spirit. I've never really cared for Christmas music, never really cared for Christmas decorations. Something has come over the girl, and the girl that got in the Christmas spirit. So decorated the patio, put some Christmas things up there, and so excited about that. I pray that you all did well. I've been praying for my listening audience because you're like family. You really are. I pray for those who had to go through their first uh, Thanksgiving without their loved ones. I really do pray for you. That's the hardest thing to do. It's really a hard time for many, many people. But we want to stay mindful and prayerful that you don't forget. And it doesn't get easier, like people say, but you do move on. And then it gets a little bit where you can bear it more in him. And you can move on, and then you remember your family member would want you to enjoy and to celebrate. That's why I turned that phone off, because I don't want to hear no bad news. At this age, you're going to hear bad news, okay? When I see old friends calling me now, I'll be like, oh, Lord, who died? Who died? I do. <laughs> you know, it's that age. And so... I turned my phone off for the for the uh, few days that we were off, and I just wanted to be in the moment. And that's different for me. I'm telling you, life changes, and we change right along with it. I am a changed woman. You couldn't keep me off of that phone back in the day. My daddy said, anybody on the phone longer than 10 minutes is lying. I'm like, what? He was right. But anyway, nonetheless, so I'm not really a phone person, but I got off the phone and just turned the phone on just a minute ago and then did hear somebody died. And that was sad to know. A high school uh, person I went to high school with. I wasn't friends. I really didn't know her like that. But she was a classmate. Not, I think she was in my sister's class. But I'm praying for her family. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of sadness. So I just want to stay focused. I want to stay happy as much as possible. And just look toward the hills of which come at thy help, because all our help come from the Lord. And when you're already trying to, you know, make it through yourself, you just try to stay in a peaceful place. But it's not always easy. Popped on the news, they're talking about they got another dog on me variant. Omicron, a chroma, chromosome, a rigorong, or whatever that thing is. It's another variant that came out of from somewhere in Africa. The African people, they found out about it. And now they've been banned. And they mad because they said, look here, we told y'all about it. Y'all would have never known nothing about Omicron till we told you about it. Now you talking about banning us. You know, Africans say we're not the only place this thing came from. And it's true because they don't know where it is. But here's the deal. I don't, I don't let me be careful what I say. I want to say this. There is a spirit of fear that has been loosed in the land. Is there a virus out there that has killed people and still killing people? I believe there is. Yes, there is. I have witnessed it for myself. Is there another variant that could possibly be greater that is on the rise right now? I believe that there is because that's what happens. That viruses mutate. And if we don't get them under control, they can get worse. But here's the deal. Is it for us to continuously be in panic, a fear? You get the information and you govern yourselves accordingly. Use the good God sense that God gave you and do what's best for you and your family and govern yourself accordingly. But I heard these words today. Don't believe the hype. Didn't say it was a conspiracy theory. I believe that there is another virus. Didn't say it's a lie. But what I did say is don't believe the hype. There's a lot of stuff that goes into telling a story and getting the information. And sometimes we run 
with the little bit we got. We haven't gotten all the data. We haven't gotten all the uh, information that is needed to get. And we run into hysteria. But we've had a year and a half of pure hysteria. Now it's time because I believe that the virus is with us. Like the Bible says, the poor you will have always. But I won't be one of them. So the virus you may have always. We've had viruses. We've had all kind of stuff come up. And they never left. The flu never left here. Still got his raggedy butt looking around for people. But nonetheless, we still had to learn how to maneuver. We still needed to know what to do. Go get that flu shot. Get you some vitamin C, vitamin D, E, some zinc. All that good stuff. Take care of yourself. Get the information and govern yourselves accordingly. But don't let it cause you to be in paranoia, fear, and isolation. It's time to get what God said we can get, and it's time to move around and do what God told us to move around in wisdom, okay? With the instructions that you have been given by those that understand what the virus can do. But the hype and the fear of it, no. I will not receive it. I do not want to hear nothing about all this hype. I'm going to govern myself accordingly. Thank you for the information, and let me move forward and do what God told me I have to do. And I say that to you as well. Don't be ignorant of what's going on, but also don't be afraid and don't be caught up in hype and hysteria. Let's go to the word of God, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and it reads, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When we allow fear and rumors of rumors and wars and all of this, and when we hear this and we hear that, and we hear all this information we can have an information overload sometimes. We get so much information and so much people want to give us that we can get almost paranoid. I know a lot of people who deal with panic attacks. I know a lot of people who deal with anxiety. Why? Because most of the time they've gotten an information overload. God is not sending us this spirit of fear. But he gives us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Too much fear in anybody's heart, mind, spirit will cause you not to have a sound mind, confused, worried, wondering. The Bible says in the last days, if it could be, even the very elect would be deceived. Therefore, we've got to learn the voice of God and follow it and know that a stranger we will not follow. Don't get caught up in hype, but always look for the help, because that's what's going to get us out of this situation. Remember, he has the trail that leads us out of every trial. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today on a Monday morning saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the holiday which we call Thanksgiving, but thank you for the ability to be thankful every day. Because every day we see something different, every day we hear something different. But God, we're still yet thankful that you're keeping us in the midst of it, that you're prospering us even in dry, desolate places at times, that you're healing what the doctor said couldn't be healed, that you're removing what things said couldn't be removed. God, we thank you today. We thank you that we don't trust the height, but we trust the help, for we look towards the hills, not capital hill, for which cometh our help, because all of our help comes from the Lord. We give you glory today, God, that wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so, 
God, we declare and decree that when we step into the room, the spirit of the Lord is there for greater is he that's in us than he who's in the world. We thank you, God, that the greater one on the inside of us is shining on the outside of us, God, bringing a calmness, bringing a peace, bringing a joy like never before. In times like this, people need a savior, God, and we thank you today that we know you as not only our father, but also as our savior today, God. We thank you today that you're making ways out of no way because you are all the way, God, and therefore we get out of your way and say, Lord, today have your way. We trust you in all things, God. No matter what the scientist says, no matter what the doctor says, our hope and our help comes from you. And God, we put our faith and our trust in you. We get the information and we go to you for the instructions and we govern ourselves accordingly. And God, we say thank you for the breakthroughs. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for the open doors. Thank you for the right relationships. Thank you for the right connections. Thank you that the closer we get to you, everything that's not supposed to be falls off of us, God. And we thank you. We give you glory today, God, that you're plucking up and planting even as we speak now. We thank you that you're making our ground fertile so we can produce what we've been sent here to produce and do it in the time that we've been given to do it. We thank you that our focus is focused like never before. Our hope is not deferred, but our hope is in you. And they that hope in the Lord shall never be made ashamed. We thank you that every day we get up and read your word. Meditate on it day in and day out that it will not depart from our heart. And when we need it, we draw from it, God. And we thank you. We give you glory that we're looking for the help and dismissing the height. Now, at least we be rude. We say good morning, Father. Good morning, Son. And good morning, Holy Spirit. You are welcome in this place. You're welcome in this radio station. You're welcome over these airways. You're welcome in our homes. You're welcome in our cars. You're welcome in our jobs. You're welcome in our schools. You're welcome in our Zoom rooms. You're welcome in the freeway. You're welcome in the alleyway. You're welcome in the nursing home, and you're welcome in the ICU room. You're welcome in the living room, and you're welcome in the bedroom. God, we thank you today. You're welcome in the jailhouse, and you're welcome in the crack house. And God, you're definitely welcome in the White House to pluck up and plant all at the same time. From the White House to the church house, right on back to our house. Everything that need not be plucked up and everything that should be planted. And God, while you're plucking and planting, please go ahead and reveal and deal with every plot, plan, scheme, and trick of the enemy. Everything that came to distract, everything that came to destroy, reveal it and reveal it and destroy it now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for it today. That our hope is in you. We hope in you, God, because you are our help. And we trust the help and not the hype. And we follow your lead because you are the one, God, that has the trail that leads us out of every trial. Cover this world, cover this nation, and cause us to repent and return back unto you, God, so that our land can be healed and not walk in hype and fear. For you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. In Jesus' name, we just prayed that thing. Now get up and trust your help. Get up and trust your help. And don't, whatever you do, believe the hype.